Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 153. Jay Stewart Dixon, author of an incredible book called Spirituality for Badasses, How to Find Inner Peace and Happiness Without Losing Your Cool. Have you heard of this book? If you haven't, go pick it up. Uh, I think it's really important, this whole thing about uh, mindfulness and spirituality, and we talked a lot in depth about that. I'm not going to get into too much depth here in our intro, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, he's got kind of a nice, fun, humorous uh, twist, and obviously using a word like badasses and stuff is uh, uh, indicative of some of that. Uh, but we had a great, great interview and great conversation. We're both musicians. We had a lot of common threads, and uh, so we talked all about all that stuff, and so I'm excited to bring that to you. And of course, as always, I want to remind you up front, you are absolutely priceless. Let's not take that as lip service just because I say it all the time. Let's take it as meaningful every single time, something that you uh, incorporate and internalize into your heart, mind, and soul to, to really have meaning inwardly and outwardly in your life, that uh, you realize that no matter what, all the other you know nonsense, that we don't let any other person thing, what they do have or are in their lives, that any of that influence us understanding that unwavering, undeniable, and honestly unavoidable truth. As much as you may want to avoid it, you are absolutely priceless. You're above the monetary things and systems of this world, and the riches are found in you. And along with that, you're never alone. It's so easy. I've been there. I felt alone at times in my life, but I came to realize that a lot of times we get into a somewhat delusional state, and that's not to undermine what you're going through or have gone through, or in my case, what I've gone through. Some of what that means is getting to a place where we're not understanding reality because uh, there's lots and lots of opportunity for support and love and help and assistance. And let's not be scared or embarrassed to go out and seek help if you need it. And you can reach out to me, info at empowerhumans.com. Of course, at Empower101 on Instagram and on Twitter and our, our TikTok. We need to get some more videos up there. We don't have that many yet, uh, but it's at Empower Humans on TikTok. And uh, we're, we're doing a lot more stuff right now, but we got a lot, a lot going on. But uh, you reach out, friends, family, neighbors, and of course, that information I just gave you as well. You can reach out uh, to me directly and to our podcast. And uh, also, uh, our challenges. I want you to keep studying. Start studying. If you haven't started, uh, it's, you know, no day like today. <laughs> like they say, uh, when's the best time to plant a tree? 30 years ago, but when's the second best time? Today. So we can't, I don't have my DeLorean. It's in the shop. I can't go back 30 years, uh, but, you know, today exists and we're living now. And that's some of what we talked about in this podcast. Let's start now. Let's live now. Uh, there's so much power and potential in now, despite where we've been and uh, looking at all those things, especially the difficulties of it all as learning experiences. So start studying and keep studying and tons of resources. And I keep talking about these library apps, Libby and Hoopla Digital. And those are things that I do. If you've got suggestions, send them to me. Uh, the second challenge, make great moments. That's uh, finding balance in our lives, and that's putting the, the people that matter most at the forefront, not making things or money. A lot of times I've found that a lot of that stuff is our version of compensating for something in our world if, if we put our hearts into that. Uh, it's not to say that it's not important on some important level, uh, but I found uh, very consistently, and I say this with full conviction, that the people matter most. So making great moments, surprise, take initiative – and uh, just make people know that they matter and make those relationships matter with the people that matter most in our lives. And again, those will be pillars in our lives, overshadowing all the other nonsense and the mistakes and whatever the heck else. Uh, make great moments. And of course, our last challenge is let's keep doing this podcast together, my friends. I love you and I appreciate you. And I mean that with all my heart. I'm flattered <laughs> for our audience and that you spend time with us. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Here we are with the one and only Jay Stewart Dixon. Here we go. We are pleased as heck to welcome Jay Stewart Dixon, also goes by Jeff, but uh, I like to think we're friends and family here too, Jeff or Jay. <laughs> How are you doing today, my friend? I'm good. Either one is fine. Thanks, Phil. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And, uh, and by the way, uh, Jay, we're just going to call you Jay. Jay is a uh, author of an amazing book called Spirituality for Badasses, uh, which we're very... Uh, enticing title for a guy like me and and also a modern mindfulness teacher which uh you know because that's something that's been around for a long long time hasn't it yes yeah i think i think uh i think i put the word mind uh modern in front of it for for that for that reason 
because mindfulness goes back to the time of the Buddha, um, but also because my approach to mindfulness is slightly different even from the um, more neuroscientific secular um, approach to, to mindfulness. So I'm a little bit more uh, potty mouthed, irreverent and humorous about it. So, <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, that's, and I always appreciate that twist on things. Um, mm. Just, just because it adds some more spice to things in the, in the world. That's just how I grew up. I was always class clown and I'm a musician and stuff like that. Tell, yeah. tell me a little about your background. I mean, and what brought you to where now mindfulness is kind of one of your key focuses and expert areas of expertise where you help people. Sure thing. When I was 18, I started to suffer from depression. And like most 18-year-olds, uh, I tried to medicate myself with marijuana and beer. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, that was good for a little while, but not good in the long run. And I then tried conventional therapy, a little bit of Prozac. That was not my cup of tea. Yeah. And it just, you know, I felt like I was numbing and cutting and drugging. And then I moved on to, okay, I'll give spirituality a try um, and was quite skeptical in the beginning. Um, but lo and behold, I had a few breakthroughs that said to me, okay, there is something to this stuff. I will continue down this path. And long story short, um, the depression lingered for quite some time, yeah. but eventually I was able to, it's been now 11 years since, um, uh, since I've been free and clear of the, of the depression. And I should say also with that, for people listening that that depression came with anxiety attacks. It came with general feelings of stress and unhappiness and what am I doing here on this planet? And oh my God, you know, yeah. life is not, it's just not doing it for me. So it was, it was that whole bag of beans and it was awesome. Spirituality, the way that I approached it um, was the cure. Yeah, that's great. It's, um, it's certainly a broad topic to say a word like spirituality because yeah. that, that has a lot of different meanings for a lot of different people and especially on a global scale, as we all know. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, ideas and thought processes and religions and languages on top of that 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 there's some barriers between some of us in some of those ways, but yes. uh, talk to me about, um, boy, there's a lot of places I want to go here with you. Uh, sure. you, you. You told me before we got started, number one, you're coming to us from New York, right? No, I'm in, I'm in central Virginia. I'm in oh, you're Virginia. Yes. Okay. I'm not even yeah. going to edit that out. People can see oh, that I'm right. an idiot. <laughs> you're, so you're, but you're on Eastern time. Okay. So at least I got the time zone, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so you're coming to us from there and uh, you have one of the things I want to talk about, because my audience knows I'm a musician too. talk to me yeah. a little bit about music and maybe if that's interwoven into this journey as well, because I, I think you were telling me that you have some background with that too. I do. Um, yeah, I, I think it's all related. The uh, all of this as if you're. If you're involved in spirituality, if you're suffering from depression, if you're um, looking for more fulfillment in life, I think as a, uh, you know, as a living, breathing human being, if you run into something that can offer you a salve, can offer you a relief from that depression, um, then you're going to jump on it. And that's exactly what I did with music when I was in my early, uh, when I was in my early 20s and late teens. I got into playing guitar and writing songs and one thing led to another mm -hmm. and jumped forward about 10 years. I had written a full fledged rock musical, had the thing <laughs> wow. produced in Washington, D.C., in New York City, had videos for it. I was going for it as a as an artist and as a as a musician. Wow. And, and it was the it was a great avenue for a great outlet for this inner turmoil that I was feeling. It gave me these great periods of satisfaction, of happiness, of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, also, it, it, uh, I think it did, did wonders on my right brain, um, which is so valuable when you're, when you're approaching spirituality. 
in, in exercising the right brain and in, in being in that, you know, you know, Phil, like when you get in the groove, yeah. you know, you're on stage, you're with your, your, your band <laughs> members, you're in that, man, you're in that zone. And that zone is so cool. That zone is so awesome. And there's, there's similarities. If you can, if you can pull the raw essence of that, of that zone out and apply it to your thing, you know, whether that's writing or, or, you know, snowboarding or computer programming or, um, uh, uh, you know, again, being a musician, being in that yeah. zone is so amazing and so, so important. And spirituality is like that. There's a zone that one is trying to achieve, um, except in this case, there's, there's nothing you're, it's, it's, it's on its own. Yeah. You're not relying on a device. You're not relying on a thing. You just want to be in the zone to, um, at all times, really. And that doesn't mean that the zone is as powerful as it is, say, you know, when you're on a stage with your band and you're rocking out at 105 decibels and there's an audience of a thousand people in front of you. It's not like that. But there's another zone that can be had with spirituality and with um, finding and, you know, uh, uh, really, really meeting and knowing your inner spiritual badass. That is just awesome. And for me, and, and I think a lot of musicians, a lot of artists will express this notion that being in that zone is just an amazing thing and can be a step toward finding the further, larger, deeper amounts of inner peace, of inner badassery, of <laughs> calm, of peace, you know. So that's how, that's how music affected my life early on and in the beginning. And um, it was so valuable. I'm really, really appreciative of it. And I'm not, here's an odd one for you, Phil. When it, 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 it so that as, as much as I loved music, loved writing a rock musical, and I had a couple other CDs and loved performing live, as much as I loved all that, there just was still something missing. Yeah. You know, damn it. There's just, I just, it's just, it's, it's like, you know, it just was gnawing at me and um and i and i and and eventually when i got into my 30s i had to let it go i had to i was really really into music and trying to make a career of it and had agents and all the rest of this and boy phil when i broke up with music it was like it was hard it was like I'd been dumped by the most beautiful goddess girlfriend that you'd ever, you know, could have met. And I was, you know, it, 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 it hurt for quite some time. I just finally gave up, gave up on marketing and promoting the, the musical that I wrote. And I had to take a couple steps back. And um, uh, a, one of the laws, one of the, one of the, I think, just universal rules of spirituality and wanting to uncover your inner badass is that, is that Phil, something's got to give. Yeah. You've got to make room. Something's got to move because what you're inviting in with spirituality is something pretty big. And in order for that thing to come into your being, something's got to give. And in my case, it was, okay, I need to let go of of seeking through music i need to let go of trying to fulfill myself if, if, if only for a short while you know i, I needed yeah. to let that go and i did and it, and and then sure enough you know when i did that within a year or so if i recall my timeline which i'm not going to exactly right now yeah. um I, you know a number of big breakthroughs happened for me with with mindfulness with spirituality with with discovering this inner spiritual badass that I was so grateful for. I was so, so grateful that I, I allowed that space to be there in, in my life, even though it broke my heart, even though it broke my heart. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And and thank you for opening up on some of that. And I, and I can relate yeah. in my own way with the, on various levels of the music uh, meaning and trajectory and all the stuff you just described, not, oh, not yeah. all of it. Cause I didn't, I didn't write a musical and all that stuff, but yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are passionate about music. We can go off in a little rabbit hole about that. We won't, but what do you ahead. play? Well, just one more second. I, I, I want to, what do you play, Phil? Well, I mostly play the drums. I play some oh. guitar and stuff too. So, I mean, we've got the beginnings of a band potentially here. Come to Vegas. Maybe we'll start touring, 
the reopen <laughs> everything's reopened in Vegas now. So we play some. Oh, isn't it glorious? Oh my lord. I was, you know, just interacting just this week. I think if I feel like I've gone out in the public without my mask and it felt a little strange, but so amazing. Yeah, it does. I was in line at uh, yesterday. I had to go uh, to the pharmacy. So I'm in line and, uh, and I, I, it's a pharmacy. So I'm like, okay, this is more of like a, a little higher level. So I've got, I guess I'll wear my mask. And I went in yeah. there and people weren't wearing it. So I was like, what the hell? I'll take it off. <laughs> and so I did. And, and it just, it felt nice and free. And it's funny. Like if you told yeah. us two years ago that this is the conversation we'd be having back, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's how life happens. And speaking of life happening um, and I want to get back a little bit to the general topic of music and having an outlet in a little bit, but sure, um, talk to me more about spirituality. Cause you said some very telling things, and uh, when I talk to people in the podcast, I'm always, some, some people know I take notes, like literally old school. I've got a pad. So I'm writing down so stuff comes out of your mouth. It's like, okay, that's important. We're going to touch back on, you said words like make room. You talked about the zone and yeah. here, it, this is kind of a catch phrase or, uh, you know, term in the U S at least the zone, which yeah. it can be kind of an elusive. Everyone knows that the zone is somewhere cool, but yeah. what, what the hell is the zone Jay? And, and, how do we, how do we get there? Cause it is somewhat elusive. Most of us don't come from Eastern religions and things where they practice this stuff, unfortunately, yeah. but go ahead. What is that whole thing and how do we make room and why is that important? Sure. I think a lot of people can relate to the zone through sports. Yeah. The zone is this, is this space that you get in where time seems to stop because you're having so much damn fun because you're so in the moment because you have to be if you're on a basketball court and and guys are zipping around you you've got you've got only one thing to do and that's to put that you know with your team to put that ball in the hoop at the end of the court so you've got to be in the zone you've got to be totally present yeah um so to be totally present is to be in the zone you can be totally present again on the basketball court you can be totally present while you're a musician on stage you can be totally present. I'm a fly fisherman. When I fly fish, I'm totally present with the fly rod in my hand, with the river, with the water, with the environment, totally present, totally not thinking about, you know, any other things. And so the zone, is, again, is, is, is for a lot of people who practice sports, it's, it's this spot that you're in where there doesn't seem to be like you're trying to get somewhere. Or you're, or you're, or you're mumbling or fumbling about the past, or, or concerned about what happened before, because you're happy right now, you're content right now, your heart is open right now because of this this thing that you're doing. So yeah. to be in the moment, to be now, the why that's related to Eastern religions and mindfulness is because of 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 if you if you read up on meditation of any sort or spirituality or Buddhism, or Hinduism, there's a lot of talk about the now. There's a famous book. There's a bunch of books, you know, The Power of Now um, yeah. by Eckhart Tolle. Um, yeah, and, and, and Be Here Now by Ram Dass. There, so there's this, what does that mean to live now? And so we can most relate to that by the Western vernacular of being in the zone. And that's a good that's a good starting off place is to like recognize the zone and then that makes one that makes record then then if you go to read something or hear something about being present or living now you can say aha yes i, I understand that because i've i've understood the zone How, how's that for an ex explanation of it yeah i think most of us can can uh embrace what you just explained that that makes yeah. sense and yeah I, i'm not a big like I understand and I like sports. I don't follow yeah. as much these days, but I understand the zone in that. And I understand in music too, because when oh, you yeah. and I have been on stage, yeah. not together yet, but when we, uh, <laughs> when we are on stage in the future, we'll be in the zone. And when we've been on stage in the past, <laughs> we know what the zone is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and I like the idea of now, like, especially you mentioned that Eckhart Tolle book. It, yeah. One of my big simple takeaways because there's a lot of simplicity to this stuff too. And we overcomplicate stuff in the West, but it's, it's always now. And that's that. And yeah. And, and so we live now, we don't need to be like you're saying, and my understanding is, you know, if we're stewing, uh, ruminating on some past thing, a divorce, I went through a divorce, we've all had losses and, yeah. you know, some business failings maybe. And, 
but living now, finding peace with that. And uh, I heard someone the other day talking about forgiveness and this thing occurred to me and I kind of spoke up and said something on my mind, which was, you know, from a religious standpoint, all the religions talk about how important that is. And it occurred to me that, you know, God's doing us a favor. If, if that's, if, you know, if God's real and this is all true because he just doesn't want us to carry around baggage. Like, you know, Jesus said, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Let's let go of things. Let's let go of these past grudges and regrets. So anyway, I'm riffing here, but that, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, I, I agree with all of that. The, the thing that makes our lives, unfortunately, complicated, first and foremost, is our, our mental, the mental ego mind machinations, yeah. which, which a lot of us get lost in. And then second to that is our emotions, which we can also get lost in and then third we have to deal with with this thing that we have called a body (laughs) and and also so for most individuals we have those three things out front and way in the back is the zone we all have the zone we all have this part of us this aware mindful part of us that has been overlooked that has been discounted or undervalued or just plain you just didn't know about it this is how this is this is what happened to me. And I think it happens to a lot of people. And that when you discover that 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 that, that part is there, that this badass part is there, <laughs> oh man, it starts to come forward. Yeah. And then this is where you're, you know, this is where forgiveness becomes much, much easier. It, it, and gratitude becomes much, much easier. And living in the moment becomes much, much. It's not perfect. We're all flawed superheroes here. I'm not saying. You know, there's no perfecting this stuff. Mind doesn't go away. Emotions don't go away. And certainly the body doesn't go away. But, but when, when, this mo- when it moves forward and you embrace it bravely, courageously, because it takes some work to do it, then, then these things that you're speaking of uh, become more evident in one's life. And it's just, it's just a nicer way to live. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. To be honest with you, it's, cool. it's this whole forgiveness topic is a is a tough one for like. Yes, mm. I can understand some things conceptual and and even some of the things you're saying about mindfulness and being present and all that. Yeah, and then sometimes I'm a stubborn jerk yeah. uh, as well, and I'm not fully like yeah. living it. <laughs> but well, yeah. One, th- one thing I was going to say about forgiveness too, is that one of the other like things that popped in my head as, as this conversation was happening was, was that it kind of then underscores that my, and my belief in a lot of people's is that we're all equal in the sight of God or yeah. the universe or whatever people want to call it at this point. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it kind of like, you know, scripturally, aren't we all beggars? Aren't we all, uh, dependent on this even though we don't always we're not always in line with that but that's that's what becoming mindful i think this this reality and this connection it is always there as i think you pointed out a few minutes yes. ago and a lot of times we just like keep it dormant or just aren't yeah focused on it how, how do we get at that place what were you going to say because i interrupted you <laughs> oh that's no it's fine it's all good it's so true we're all homeless if you really think about it we're all the Buddha said, you know, life is suffering and, and, and we're all struggling here. It's, it's hard. It's hard. And, and, and when you can fully embrace that idea, something magical happens. It doesn't become so hard when you, yeah. when you embrace this idea that, oh yeah, oh yeah. Instead of fighting it, instead of pushing it away and creating a, a, a you know, a, a false story about it. it's okay. Life is hard. It's, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot. And boy, if we haven't all discovered that this last year, you know, we've all discovered that. And, and so there's a, there's just another natural step in the process of evolution where you let that fully completely in. Yeah. And, and that's tough for a lot of people. And I totally get it. It was hard for me. It took me quite some time. My, my ego and mind and Jeff did not want to hear that shit. <laughs> I was, you know, I, I, I fought it tooth and nail and it, it's a natural, it's a, it, it's quite natural for that, for that to happen. But when you can, when you can allow that in, when you can really deeply dive into that, there's, there's some magic there that um, is profound. 
Yeah, for sure. There's no question. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, and the, the title of your book, I think it's yeah. interesting. In the I mean, it's spirituality for badasses. It's three words. You had to carefully pick these words. Yes. So when we talk about using a word like spirituality to uh, somewhat encompass in in a broader sense the idea of mindfulness and the other things that you teach about. Yeah. Um, why spirituality? I mean, do you believe, if you don't mind me asking, is yeah. do we have a spirit? You know, some people are atheists or different things, and there's all kinds of yeah. different versions of all of it. But um, tell me more about why we use the word spirituality. And then we'll talk after that about why the word badasses. But go ahead, tell me about sp- <laughs> why we use the word spirituality. Sure, man. Spirituality means a lot of different things, of course, to a lot of different people. And I can only convey what it really means to this person and what spirituality means to this person is mystery. I think first and foremost, that there's something mysterious that we don't know about life that's behind the curtain Mm. and to explore spirituality is at the very least to get a glimpse of that mystery. And for me, when I was young, the first glimpse I had, Phil, was I was interested in out-of-body experiences. Is there something to that? And lo and behold, I had a few out-of-body experiences, strange as that was. Mm -hmm. And uh, so is there a soul? I still can't answer that because I just can't. I I, I feel like that there's, there's a, there's clearly some part of this that continues on um but definitively do i know that no not really um even though i've had quite a few out-of-body experiences and and experiences that have said otherwise um so spirituality that's how my definition of it started and then spirituality turned into something else of of this when when i when i started using spirituality to deal with my own shadow it became an investigation into why spirituality, why am I hurting? Why am I in pain? Why am I suffering? Why am I depressed? And so then spirituality became a pursuit of this mindful part of me that other teachers were telling me, books were telling me, courses, experiences were telling me, if you discover this spiritual part of you, this aware part of you through a spiritual process for lack of a better word or whatever, you will not be depressed. You will not experience so much suffering. You will find a little joy, find a little happiness. So then spirituality, the definition of it changed for me from this pursuit of more metaphysical ideas about the soul and out-of-body experiences and psychic phenomena and ESP and all, all, all those things. It changed to a more of a, I would say, a Zen spirituality where I was in search of something that I didn't, I didn't, that that was always there. That was, that was very appealing to me. So spirituality then became this pursuit of this source, this awareness, essentially nothing fancy about it. That is Mm -hmm. always there. So that's um, my definition in the book, Spirituality for Badasses is what is what is what do i cover in that book i get that i get asked that a lot is this christian spirituality is it buddhist spirituality and i and i my answer to that is usually eh, it's most mostly about modern mindfulness and uh, and awareness i teach i teach individuals how to pay closer to attention to their lives and and how to be more aware in their lives how to be more mindful of their lives and then the tough part, how to notice ego and mind to see how that's sort of getting in the way of this awareness part of you. So in, in the book, I keep it to those four simple principles, which are, there's another subtitle of the book, which is um, the ultimate spiritual but not religious book. So I try to, I try to be true to that, although it, it, just because it is about mindfulness, it tends to be eastern in its in its approach in a light way yeah yeah that's a great explanation i appreciate you uh explaining that and uh sure i couldn't agree more i mean spirituality is is a broad topic and some people it's daunting and some people associate it with some religious connotations and then therefore either turned on or turned off by that because there's a lot of polarizing 
feelings on those topics, but um, yeah. you're talking about beyond all the differences that we've concocted as humans, it's something that's there regardless in us to tap into. And that's what sounds like it's kind of this universality of humanity that, uh, that we can uh, benefit from as well. And, and by the way, well, let's talk about the word badasses. Do you think, yeah. I don't know, do you think the Buddha would appreciate a word like badasses in describing this? And oh, I, I think he would. I think, I think the Good. Buddha were here today. I could fist bump him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it'd be, I think it'd be on board with that. What I, I think, and, 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 you know, if, if I, if I could also use the, you know, uh, the, the other, the, the other dude from the other religion, I think, I think Jesus would be fist bumping it too. There's, <laughs> It, what I mean and what I'm implying by badass is someone who has a certain amount of confidence and, and okayness and let's say skill or, or um, sports acumen or is, is, you know, doesn't take any shit from anybody, okay. you know, that's a, that's sort of a, a badass, but at the same time, they're courageous enough to recognize that they have flaws to recognize that, you know, hey, life is, you know, life hurts sometimes. And so they're badass enough to wear their heart on their sleeve. And there's a lot of people out there who identify with that, who are, yeah, I'm a badass and, and spirituality, eh, I don't know, but spirituality for badasses, okay, that sounds kind of cool. That, that immediate, what that does, those two phrases together, um, declaw any woo-woo feelings that you might have about spirituality because that spirituality and new age religion and you know meditation all come with the woo-woo factor right but spirituality for badasses it kind of at least on first glance it's like oh okay maybe there's not so much woo-woo here and that's exactly it is is that those individuals and i'm one of them i'm a badass part of me if you're phil you and I are badasses. We're on stage with a guitar or, or behind a set of drums. You're a badass. You're in the zone. You know, you, you know what <laughs> you, there's this, you know, this is rock and roll factor to it. Right. So, so a badass is, is, is just that someone who's, who has, can access the zone, but is a little skeptical of, of religion is a little skeptical of, 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 of a lot of things but they wear their heart on their sleeves and um, would, would, you know, any day of the week would have your back. Um, if, if they know that you're being real and authentic and it's been such a pleasure to meet and interact and see all the individuals who are purchasing spirituality for badasses because it's, it's a group of people that you wouldn't normally associate with spirituality. I see them on my Facebook page. I see a lot of them. And mm. um, these are people with tattoos and, you know, rough and tumble, <laughs> you know, um, motorcycle helmets and leather. And I'm just like, it's awesome. So that's, that's, uh, that's if, if I've, if I've answered your question there about what I mean by a badass. Yeah. I think you have to a large extent. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a guy, uh, from the band Corn on the podcast, we were talking about people with tattoos and stuff. He's like, "Be careful what you say." The people with tattoos are sometimes some of the best people in the world, and all that. Oh yeah, and uh, and and that's a fact. I personally don't have. I'm not into, and I don't judge either the tattoos. It's just, or whatever yeah. people have do the leather, whatever things people yeah. do or don't wear. You know, as long as they're not walking around naked, it's such. I mean, even <laughs> even I personally wouldn't mind that, but it's you know it's kind of against the law. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think there's a, if you, if, if I, if I may go off on a slight tangent here, sure. there is a, there's a, I'm a big fan of Marilyn Manson. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough. Um, I'm a big fan of Marilyn Manson. I mean, I've been to a number of his shows and uh -huh. um, so all the fans of Marilyn Manson come dressed like you'd think the fans of Marilyn Manson would come dressed, right? They're all <laughs> yeah. wearing black um, and maybe some makeup and earrings and nose rings. And there's a, um, there, 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 there's a display going on there and there's a message going on there, which has been, it's been in our culture for a very long time. You know, punk had the message. Anybody's, you know, is wearing 
in other words, they're wearing their feelings, they're wearing their inner life out outwards. And they're saying, you know, they're calling and in many ways, they're calling bullshit, you know, and I so appreciate that. That's a badass thing to do where you're like, they're hurting on the inside. There's a part of them that doesn't fit in. There's a part that's not playing the game that refuses to go along with the way that everybody else is going along and says, I'm wearing leather boots. I'm putting a nose ring in, I'm spiking my hair and I'm wearing a tattoo. And if you don't like it, well then you, you know, and that a lot of times, of course, can be negative and not serve the individual. But there's another part of that. If you tap into that badass part of it, which has tremendous value, you're being, you're being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're being true to yourself. You're, 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 there's something that you're like, something's not clicking for you and you're letting the world know and you're letting yourself know by, by wearing that kind of clothing and doing that type of thing that, that here, this is who I am. This is me being authentic. And I so love that. I love that. That's so beautiful. And if you can tap into someone and say, guess what? You know, I fist bump to you, buddy. There's a, or, or, or gal, you know, there's a part of you that is awesome. And um, it's a spiritual part. And uh, yeah, there's a spiritual badass part and I can see it. Maybe you can't, but it's there. And I love, I love, I love that a lot. Yeah, that's great. I love what you explained. I loved your tangent. Good stuff. I thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for allowing me that for that for, for that tangent. Such a pleasure. Thank well, you. it's a it's a podcast version of taking a guitar solo. Uh, <laughs> so you just had your guitar solo, and maybe yeah. we'll do another. Am one. I doing this right? I mean, should I allow you to have a solo? I want to make sure that I'm not hogging the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have my solo. I think I already had a solo or two. Okay, but, uh... <laughs> uh, make sure you get yours in, sir. Thank you so Good. Much. Yeah, we'll plan on it. I. One thing I was, one thought as you explain some of this, and as I think about this title too, is and playing devil's advocate for a second, mm. uh, this is a word like badasses somehow kind of create a differentiation between us as people or like an, an air of superiority, like, well, I'm a badass, which implies others, some aren't. Uh, is, is there yeah. anything problematic or contradictory about using, again, this is devil's advocate kind of question yeah. about using a word like badass? Yeah, there's always there's always to quote Pink Floyd. There's always us and them. <laughs> yeah, there's always us and them. Good song. But yeah, there's there's always going to be. There's that that's that's that is the the dark side of of ego and mind. There's always there's always me and you. There's you you put you put five super liberal people in a room for five days. And at the end of those five days, there's going to be two camps. There's the ultra super liberals. And then there's just the liberals. So we, the mind divides, ego divides and conquers there's us and them. And, and, and so badasses, sure. It can be that Phil, it can be like, Oh, you know, I'm a badass and, and, and you're not. And, 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 and I've experienced that with the book. Um, it's yeah. not for everybody, yeah. you know, and, and, um, it's a, well, at the same I, time, I guess all I, all you can do is, you know, this speak to your niche. Sure. This is my niche spirituality for badasses. This is not spirituality for non-dual Zen meditators. This yeah. is spirituality for badasses. Um, and yeah, there's, there's that risk of us and them, but I think it's, 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 it's in this case, pretty innocuous. Well, and that's an individual journey, regardless us and them is something people have to individually choose to embrace. But the end of the way I yeah. interpret it as well is it's like, moreover than the title as an individual is it's you arriving and bringing yourself to what we might call a badass state, this zone, yeah. the, the flow state of sorts yes. where your life just flows and things feel aligned and you're living yeah. in joy. And yeah. uh, that's, that's what it feels like to me as well in that context. So again, yeah. that was devil's advocate kind of question, but I know th- that's a, you know, and I think that's just a riff on it some more. It's a valuable question in our time because of politics. Look how divided we are. Yeah, as 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 a country, and so the way I see it is is it's a beautiful thing. I feel like I'm providing a service to heal that political divide. 
right. lot of people that I, 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 I um, I, I'm a Democrat as Jeff, the ego mind person, part of this, you know, human being votes democratic, no big deal. Who cares? A lot of the individuals that purchased my book and I've talked to them and spoke to them, they're, they're voted for Trump and are Trump supporters and awesome, you know, and here's this book that is tearing down the divisions between us and them. Yeah. And, that, and man, that's that's super cool. That's super powerful. That's getting to the heart of being human. That's healing. And I think that's what our country is crying out for. I think what our world is crying out for is for, is, you know, you always hear about politicians crossing the aisle. Well, that really, I do think culturally needs to take place first. And I feel as though that Spirituality for Badass is the book that I have written is doing that. And that has been my calling. That has been my calling all along. I've never felt filled to be a saint. I wasn't, I didn't get involved in spirituality because I wanted to be a yogi or a non-dual meditation teacher. Not my thing. And I was, you know, I was hurting. I was, I had, I, I have equal parts of me that I, I say I'm a Democrat, but I, I'm probably more like in the middle when it comes to politics. Yeah. And I have, I have parts of me that are conservative and I have parts of me and it's like it's that bringing of those things together that are really a healing thing, and so it's important. It's important to talk about that. Thank you for asking that question. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of self-imposed divisions amongst yeah. us as people, and and a lot of it is just rooted in the selfish ego, greed, money yeah. kind of stuff. At the end of the day, I mean, let's just be real and honest. And yeah. you know, we talked on the podcast not long ago about just the fact that we have all these so-called borders and stuff like this is that country and that's that country. Yet, if we go out into space, those lines don't exist. <laughs> it's just stuff that we created and we make a little globe yeah. or something or map and but pretend. I, exist. I, think, I think, I think one of the paradoxes of discovering the inner badass is that when, when, when the border is removed from yourself, then one of the paradoxes is that you're then you become actually okay with borders. You understand what you under you, you you start to see the the world from a more compassionate point of view. You understand borders. You understand how politics and people can be at each other's throats. You understand us and them. You understand the the wound and the pain behind it all. And so there's a little bit more acceptance of of the the strife and the suffering and the problems and the, and the borders as you say in this world there's it's no excuse for it we also need to try better of course um but it, it it does help that heal thyself first you know heal thyself and then, yeah. then it becomes easier to have a little softer approach to the world yeah i agree um, and I think we can all benefit from that. It's, it's interesting as we get older. I mean, you and I are probably in the same age range. I'm 40, but um, regardless, I mean, you talk about Marilyn Manson. That was 90s. I was a teenager. And, yeah. um, but outside of that, for a second, uh, you also have a subtitle in the book, How to Find Inner Peace and Happiness Without Losing Your Cool. Tell yeah. me what that's about, because what that conjures in my mind is when you say lose your cool is an element, at least in my own life, personally, like sometimes uh, there's anger and things like that. If you, yeah. if you don't mind me asking and putting you on the spot, have you dealt with anger issues or anything like that in your life? I mean, a lot of people sure. have, and people don't always like to talk about it, but yeah. So sure. I, 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 I'm, I'm a hot, I'm a hot headed, I'm a hot headed redhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have an Irish background. That's my go-to point. I get it. I do get angry. Um, I think it's softened, of course, over the years and definitely softened having discovered my own inner badass. But without losing your cool, how to find inner peace and happiness without losing your cool is more a reference, more of, of a um, of a, 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 a look at, in other words, you, you don't need to turn into a spineless, willy-nilly snowflake, is what I'm saying by that. How to not lose your... In other words, you can still be cool. You can still be in the zone. You can still be you and find inner peace and happiness. Again, a lot of people associate spirituality with sitting on a pillow all day long and being calm and peaceful and beautiful and politically correct and 
all of that. Without losing your cool means means that we're not trying to perfect our personalities here. We're just trying to be aware of them and to be okay with them. I get angry. I get upset. I get frustrated. Spiritual badasses get all of those things. It's that what, what happens in the process is that when you're more in touch with the aware, mindful, inner badass part, and that's more out front, then what happens? You're like a cat. A cat will be one minute, it'll be totally purring and calm and beautiful. And then in a split second, it's pissed off and angry and it lets you know, you know, and then 30 seconds later, it's back to being the purry lovable furball that it is. And that's, I think what happens and what I'm referring to with spiritual, you know, how to find inner peace and happiness without Mm -hmm. losing your cool. It's okay to, there's nothing wrong with anger. Anger is an appropriate response in some situations. And losing your cool is, is another thing. It's like, that's where you are letting it, the crap hit the fan, so to speak. And, uh, and yeah, lashing out in some capacity, maybe. Yeah. I, I think so. So there's two different phrases we're talking about. There's like, don't lose your cool, man. You know, don't lose your cool. And that means to go off on the handle. That go, That's like crazy angry. I get you there. You know, I understand what you're saying, Phil. Like, like man, I totally lost my cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, that, that's not what, what this title is referring to. I'm saying without losing your cool. In, in other words, you're, you're without, without losing your integrity, without losing your um, smarts, without your, losing your sense of humor without losing your, your artsy cool part, without losing your, um, with your, I don't know, you know, your, your, (laughs) your, your suave. That's what I mean by not losing your cool, but you're correct. It is, I guess one could confuse that without, you know, don't fly off the handle. I, I, I get you there. Um, to, if, okay. if that if that sort of answers your question there. Well, and I, and I think what it is is it's like I, I reference frequently. I reference Stephen Covey's Seven Habits too because it's one of the first kind of life altering books for me, at least, of yeah. be proactive. And it was harnessing one of the things he described is harness the moment between some some stimulus in your life and a decision being made. And instead of being reactive, be proactive. And it's not just those yeah. moments; it's in general as a general attitude towards life of. Of yes. making decisions and taking steps forward towards a worthy goal and so on and so yeah. on and so on. So yeah, it's, it, in other words, it's the not losing the cool part. It's anger, sadness, these other things that we tend to think of as somewhat negative and they, they aren't pleasant things to experience most of the time, um, but they're part of life and we do need to yeah. process them in a healthy way. Like yeah. we don't let things bottle up until we explode or something either. So when, when one reacts, there's no awareness involved when yeah. one responds there's awareness and there's that there's that before i before i respond to this situation to this crappy situation of my boss you know beating up on me my wife or family frustrating me before I, I lash out in anger, I'm going to respond. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to be aware. I'm going to let a little time go by and I'm going to find my cool. And that's as good as it gets. That's the arts. That's the, that's, that's the, the, the artistic reply. That's the artistic response. The reaction is like immediately to go into flight or fight. Yeah. And that's what that's what uh finding one's inner badass will do for you yeah yeah it's uh and there's a lot of like old proverbs about this whole thing i don't remember word for word even in the mm. old testament it's like he basically essentially saying he who controls himself uh, is better than one who commands nations or armies or something to that effect sorry i'm butchering the bible oh but, that's right. uh, <laughs> but you know another other spiritual leaders like Lao Tzu and others have just similar quotes. I was, I was uh, looking up a couple of things as we were preparing for the podcast, but yeah. um, what I, what I think about too, and, and maybe shifting gears a little, cause we talked a lot <laughs> about the title and the kind sure, of man. depth and reasoning behind the book too, is in context. Now, 
a lot of people are going through difficult things of all sorts. And a lot of times they're doing it behind closed doors. Like I've realized there's two versions of us. There's the, yeah. the one we portray outwardly. And then there's reality. There's the, yeah. there's the Facebook version. There's the guy and gal at work and whatever. And then there's the reality. And, and usually reality is, is not as pleasant or maybe even dramatically. So like we're not happy. We're dreading getting up. We're dreading and not taking care of ourselves. We're eating garbage. We're all these things. What do you have to say to those people who are in those situations, which in a lot of ways we all are in varying degrees, but what, do you have any words of uh, advice and or encouragement? <laughs> sure. So for those listening right now, who's th- this past year has been horrendous suffering. We've, we've, we've perhaps accumulated some bad habits, too much drinking, too much reacting, too much stressing, and uh, haven't been dealing with it in the most elegant of ways and are suffering as a result of it. The first really light at the end of the tunnel, the first, the first thing that is awesome to hear is that there's a part of you that is, is actually okay. And I can point that out to you right now. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is a part and you might, you might know this as the part that's been with you unchanged your whole life. So if you look inside, there's this, there's this you that's inside that when you were a teenager was there, when you were 20 something was there, when you were in your thirties was there, it's this empty kind of witnessing, watching part of you that really has not changed. All sorts of things have changed on the outside, but that part of you has not changed. And to, for, to, this is what happened to me when I was like 18 and first getting involved in spirituality. When first, when someone pointed that out to me, I was taken aback by it. I was like, oh, you are correct. I do recognize that part. I, I, yes. And you're, you're right. That, that part has been unchanged my whole life. That's your spiritual badass part. That's your aware part. And so just to hear that for a lot of people is a revelation that it's like discovering that you have gold in your pocket mm, and, yeah. and there's, there's gold in your pocket. And that part of you that, you know, that you can, if you can relate to that, if you can, if you can recognize that there hasn't been an unchanged part of you, that unchanged part of you, if you give that some time and some attention and some love, some badass love, it will develop into something that will then provide for you an island in the midst of all of the hurricane like we've experienced this last year and it will continue to provide an island for you for the rest of your life for all of the ups and downs all the little moments that are a pain in the ass and stressful and for the big moments like this freaking pandemic that we've just had mm. it provides an island it is not perfect i'm not selling that it's not perfect but it's it's a it's a nice sized little island <laughs> and yeah. to, to be to find that inside is 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 an amazing thing so that's where it starts that's the advice i would give someone today anybody that that is suffering anybody that is hurting that's this is my shtick of course for some people you need to go to you, you need to go get some therapy for some people they need to have marriage counseling yeah. For some people, there's there's the logical steps that one takes to improve one's life. I just happen to be a a, a particular type of um, helper in my own niche that says to you, well, do those things, but also maybe take a look at this, that there's this part of you, there's a spiritual badass part of you, if that appeals to you, that can also provide you with this this um, sense of peace, this sense of okayness, the sense of, 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 of not being drowned in all the little stress points of your life, not being drowned by, by your own internal anger, not being drowned by the problems with family, the problems that COVID has brought, the problems with work and money, all of that, that life just gets easier if you can find that island. Yeah. Um, so again, that's my shtick and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for explaining that. That's awesome. I, yeah. And I, I was, in fact, I listened back to one of my old podcasts uh, where a gal was talking about how people have all these various things throughout life, whether it be depression or other things, stuff that you've yeah. described and to varying degrees again as well. But 
um, you know, no baby necessarily is born experiencing those things. We may be born with some genetic predisposition for certain things or nature nurture situations that might contribute as well as you proceed throughout life. Um, but, and, and so there's a, there's a way to find your consciousness and how, how do we find that? I mean, this is kind of a two-part question for me. Yeah. How do, how do I feel or Joe listener or whatever gal listener out there listening to this, go find that place individually within them. And the second part of the question is how does the stuff we talked about early on about having some, an outlet like music or anything, if it does play a role, like how does that play a role? But more importantly, how do we find that? How do we find it? Yes. It's a good question. Of course. I mean, it's a natural question. How do I get there? You're talking about this mountain and going to the top of this mountain. How do I get to the top of the mountain? How's that done? And so most people are selling that you need to trek up the outside of the mountain. You need to do all these things to perfect yourselves. You need to meditate more. You need to do yoga. You need to have a great diet. You need to read more of the Bible. You need to read more of the Bhagavad Gita. You need to study your teachers and all of that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's, that's, that's not, that's, that's okay. That's a good place to start. Um, however, there's another way to get to that top of that mountain. How do you get there? How do you get there? And that's by going through the dark interior. And what going through the dark interior means is that you stop running, you stop hiding, you stop lying, you stop denying, you stop all of that shit that's getting in the way of your inner spiritual badass. Because all that stuff does. That's the first wall that's there for most people. So the first thing to do is to get real and to get true is, is, is to is to. Um, you know, how to fess up is this chapter of a, of, of a book of uh, another book that I'm writing. How do you, how to, how to fess up? So that's mm. the first thing to do yeah. is to, is to stop lying to yourself. And then, then the next thing to be done is to discover awareness. And how does one discover awareness where there's a process of noticing awareness that then you get into more of the classical type of training. I teach mindfulness in, in, in the book. I teach mindfulness through, through course programs that I have on my website and videos and whatnot. But here's some other awesome, awesome thing is that the, the type of mindfulness I'm talking about is based in neuroscience. It's based in modern science. Mm. And what's really awesome in our world today, this is a, this is a, a revolution that's taken place in the last decade is that there are probably 500 or some universities and hospitals scattered throughout the United States that actually teach mindfulness to the public. Yeah. So you go in and you can take an eight week course. And I think what's different about learning about mindfulness, it's not sitting with your legs crossed and, you know, chanting and ohm this and that and the other thing. There's a very practical approach to it. There's relaxation exercises. There's getting to know the body where you do this thing called body scan, where you intimately notice all the parts of your body. Then you, then, then what emotions come up, what things in your mind come up and you intimately get to know all of your emotions where you begin to inspect and you begin to just become slowly, slowly. It's like going to the gym the first day it's 10 pounds. And by the time you leave the eight week course, or by the time you've read my book or done anything with the courses that I offer, you're at 500 pounds. So it's a slow progression of intimately getting to know all of your internal parts, your emotions, what's happening in the mind and what's happening in the, in, in the body is to be aware of them, to be aware of them. And that process, what makes that, why do I compare that process to going through a mountain? Because it's scary and it's dark and it's hot or cold inside of that mountain because it, sometimes that requires some, I mean, it's, it's getting outside of your comfort zone because a lot of this process basically is you, you end up confronting fear and walls and knots and parts that you don't want to see. Mm. That's the ego and mind is a master of, of hiding and pushing away mm. and yeah. awareness, right? So awareness wants to come forward and awareness is a master of, of let it all out, baby. So that's, sure. that's one, that's one half of the question. I think the second yeah. half, like, how do we, how do we, you know, utilize our already God given talents to do that? If you have a God given talent, then awesome. 
you know, you're that you're you're on your way towards the badass dom. You're if you're in the zone as a musician, or uh, you you play sports, or even if you, other things that aren't necessarily athletic or um, uh, require body coordination. If you're if you're like mentally, you're a computer programmer, and you're in the zone, then you've discovered something about yourself. You're in that moment. You're you're quite aware. You're very very aware why you're in those zones, and that that aware part of you, if you nurture it, if you grow it, if you are courageous enough to say, hmm, okay, maybe there's something here, then as I said earlier in the in our talk, that it can lead to amazing things. And um, so I'll leave it at that. Does that answer the question? Yeah, I think it, I think it yeah. does. I think uh, yeah. what, what it really boils down to for me, at least, just to mm-hmm. and riff a little on my experience, at least for whatever it's worth, is just really being open to yourself as odd or even difficult as that may sound. Yes. Because like you talk about finding these knots and just difficult areas, but there's real power in self-awareness yes. uh, in the, the good, bad, and the ugly of it. Cause it's, it's all there because the, we're still imperfect uh, yes. creatures at the moment. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just think, and, and then finding embracing and, and running with these talents and things too, as to, just to have like a healthy outlet, if nothing else, so that oh, yeah. when we talk about losing your cool so that that outlet becomes the place where those, it's like a healthy that you're not taking, in my case, the drumsticks and beating the kids yeah. with it. You're beating the drums with it. Yeah. Instead. And so, <laughs> you know, I don't want to go to jail uh, or hurt the kids too badly. So yeah, and that's, that's what it gets down to. I mean, there's a lot of depth to all these topics, but it's, and one of the things someone taught me too, um, I listened to this book, uh, 10% happier, which you probably listened. Oh to yeah. Sure. Read. Dan, Dan Harris. Dan Harris. That's right. Yeah. And it's, uh, one of the things that he said, one of my little takeaways there was we're always caught in kind of this waterfall of mind chatter. And, and so the idea with this, if this helps people kind of start to understand what this mindfulness thing is all about is to step outside of that mind chatter. Instead of being in the waterfall, step behind the waterfall and, and just watch it, be, be aware of it, see it. And, and, and in all that, like, feel things and love yourself and yeah. all the ugly, like I said, the good, bad, and ugly that's going on. And, and a lot of inspiration and depth in my experience comes from that. And it's, it's yes. taking the initiative to doing it, yeah. uh, to do it. So um, right. I think, I think it also requires that you just, you find, you, you, you find someone who inspires you that is saying to you, fist bump, my friend, there's a part of you that's okay. In other words, you're what you find somebody that loves you in even with your flaws. Because if 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 that happens, then you can start to love yourself, and that's so important. Is is and really that's that is what I'm talking about here is this ability to love yourself, and when you find this this inspiration where and and again you can get this through a, a modern mindfulness class you can get this through my book spirituality for badasses you can get it through your bandmates <laughs> that they're loving you with your flaws and if you can find that and someone says to you you're okay just the way you are my friend fist bump th- that is such a beautiful thing that's that 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 encourages then the individual to be okay and to find that okay spot and to keep going with it. You've got to put some, you can't just grow into a tree without some water, you know? And so I, I think that that's what we're both talking about here is, is the, it, we're all in this together. And, and the more we can love ourselves and love others unconditionally, the, the better off we'll, we'll all be. I'm not, I ain't saying that's easy at all. I ain't saying it's easy, but it's doable. Well, yeah, it becomes easier like anything, like playing guitar yeah. or doing push-ups yes. or anything by doing it. And yeah. so, uh, and this, again, we could talk, you're one of these, we could talk for 12 hours yeah. plus and, and really go, I, it, it, out of respect for everyone's time too, I, I want to invite everyone to go get the book, obviously, 
Um, again, spirituality for badasses and these subtitles and stuff that uh, speak volumes. We've talked in depth about all that, but I know you go on and talk more about because a lot of people deal with uh, what we might say a dead ambition and drive. You talk about how to resuscitate that. You talk about yeah. uh, finding motivation to improve ourselves and just, again, finding that inner badass and and then yeah. finding that island that's connected to all of it and being, I think of it like the eye of the hurricane, which is like the calm, yes. everything's calm and there could be a hurricane of all sorts yes. of things in life going on around us and finding that calm place to find peace, joy, happiness, clarity, alignment, you know, all these words. Again, yeah. the word joy in Hebrew a lot largely means alignment, by the yeah. way. And so it's finding that place. And that's what this book's all about. Any yeah. final thoughts and or heroes that I always like if people have heroes, we, I ask that a lot lately, but any final thoughts and heroes, if you got any. David Gilmore is a hero. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Pink Floyd. There you go. David Gilmore is a hero. <laughs> I just watched a documentary about pink. Oh, really? Um, all, yeah. All, all that I know so far. Was that on and, Netflix? Yeah. And I saw it and, on there. I haven't watched it. Yeah. She's a hero. I, I yeah, I, I didn't know anything about her. And I just thought, damn, that girl's badass. So she counts as a hero for me. <laughs> Good. Um, oddly enough, you know. Uh, so heroes come in all shapes and forms and and um sizes and I, I, uh, I've had heroes. I've had teacher heroes in my life, book author heroes, of course. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, who would I point to as being a, a, a my son is my hero right now. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I got two boys. Yeah. I mean that, that there's, there's, there's joy. I, I there's a, a, a a demand from my son to who who to be present to, yeah. to to you know to be to be down to earth to be real to be loving and 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 caring and yeah. and that thank you thank you to my son for being that person that you know does that that uh so he's my, he's my, <laughs> he's my hero right now. That's, that's uh, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason that guys like Jesus said, become as a child. <laughs> I mean, right. And yes, they frustrate and piss us off at times and break something. But uh, beyond that, there's a depth of love and uh, just, I don't, a lot of people don't like the word submission, but they're willing to submit and yeah. listen and, and trust and respect, like all the, all the, blemishes and the injuries of the world haven't necessarily caught up yeah. with them yet to where they're once bitten twice shy kind of stuff. Yeah. They're fluid and not they're, they're a little bit, a little bit lovingly naive, you know, which and is they're so just magical. Cool. I mean, yeah. they believe it's like, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, I what, that's to the heart of, I mean, being a hero, there's an innocence there that you just, you know, you just, you just want to nurture that and you want to see more of that in the world. Absolutely. You know, so. Well, I'm excited for people to continue to, you know, embark on this revolutionary journey with you with this book, Spirituality for Badasses, How to Find Inner Peace and Happiness Without Losing Your Cool, and a lot of the other stuff we talked about. Really, really, really good stuff. I've loved talking to you, Jay. And, um, Same here. Yeah. And to our audience, of course, we're always uh, privileged and flattered that you spend time with us. And uh, so go pick up the book. And uh, until next time, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EmpowerHumans.com. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>